welcome back to 90.3 WMC Upper Montclair with Phantom Fair with your host. Never mind, it's just Midge. Actually, there's no Sam this week because she went to the run fair and now she's going to go get fancy pictures at JCPenney with her girlfriend. But I am not alone. I'm here with... Sean. Sean, my roommate. Yay! So today's episode is just going to be very chill because we have no topic to talk about. But since all we talked about last week was Star Wars... We're going to talk about the other things that we watched or consumed this past, what, four months? Four months. Yeah, so, like yeah. mid to late May. Mid to late May, whenever you last heard us on the radio. Or even last week. Or even last <laughs> week, if you were listening. I have one thing from last week that I'm going to share. Yes. Um, so before we get started, if you want to find out when we are going live, we are on Twitter at F-A-N-D-O-M-F-A-R-E, Fandom Fair. I will, um, every Saturday, uh, or every other Saturday, I think, you will find a notification of when our new episode is up, or every Sunday, literally every Sunday, you will pos- probably find a, we're going live at 12pm EST on WMC and IR Radio and WMCRadio.com. You'll also find a notification of that on our Instagram, which is fandom underscore fair. I have to still see if we can get the full fandom fair thing. I keep trying to check. Or you can follow us on TikTok if you want. We haven't posted anything in there in uh, forever, <laughs> or at least that I know of. Maybe Sam has posted some stuff and I wasn't looking. Uh, and also, uh, if you want, you can follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. We just posted our media talk from last Sunday on there yesterday. So if you want to, you can listen to that. What, were you, what was the thing from last week, Sean? Um, I'll ask you that during a break because I don't know with like radio ah, stuff. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. So, um, I know that we both watched Only Murders in the Building, so why don't yes. we start with that? Okay. <laughs> Do we want to just cover season two or season a little two. bit of one and two? I mean, I mean, you have to be like, okay, um, the, the, what was the guy's name who died in season one? <laughs> Jim Kono. Jim. Tim Kono. Tim. Tim. We are all. Port. Tim. We are all Tim Kono. No, we're not. That was the most cheesy line for them to do for that. It is a cheesy show. So to be fair. And yeah, it's like kind of. It's, it's. I would say it's campy. Campy. So they solved Tim Kono's murder. Uh, ripped to Jan. Who did it? Um, the bassoonist. The bassoonist. Right. And so it just starts off from where season one one ended off. Well, season one ended off with I believe she's the building manager yes bunny yes so also in like the first episode of the first season uh selena gomez's character mar margo mabel mabel yes i know it started with i M. remember the name sort of <laughs> thank thank goodness midge is here because i do not <laughs> um well mabel said in the first season so she likes to knit and she always has a fantasy that she's going to stab someone with her knitting needle. Classic. At the like last like minute of the last episode of season one, she stabs the building manager, Bunny, with with her knitting needle, and Bunny dies. And that's where season two picks up. Yes. So it picks up with Martin Short and Steve Martin. Who's... I don't know, two Martins in the show. Yeah. Uh... What, I don't remember their names. It's fine. The old men. Yeah. The old guys. The one who used to act on television, the Oliver. one who acted on Broadway. Oliver and... Oliver and... 
Oh my god. I'll look on IMDb yeah, yeah. real quick. Anyway, so it starts with them coming in, and then they run out of the building, and then they get arrested. They also have a murder podcast. That's like this. That's, the, whole that's thing. the big point of the show, too. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. So they get arrested. They, they're they not arrested. Are they arrested? They're arrested because they are now. Charles. Since, that's Charles. Charles. Bra- Brazos. I remember Brazos, not Charles. Yeah, Bravos, which is like kind of like an <laughs> NCIS. Uh, I forget, like Magnum PI kind of show. Yeah, definitely more Magnum PI than NCIS because it follows. Or uh, Columbo. Yeah, like it's a cop show. It's a cop show. Um, so uh, they get arrested because they're people of interest because Bonnie's dead. Because, well, they all are in the room that yeah. she died, and she's in uh, Mabel's arms. So like, yeah. And Mabel has a white sweater that has turned red. It's pretty. <laughs> so it's not really looking good. They have a cop. They have a cop from season one that's yeah. basically saying like, don't do. Anything. anything. And then Don't they, say anything. Quit the podcast. Just like live normal lives because you're just going to attract more attention to yourself. And then they do the yes. podcast because they. And they continue dumb. to do the podcast. <laughs> because dumb. why not? Why not? Um. So essentially, it's just season two and introduces new characters or like, um, expands on characters like the 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 evil podcast lady's assistant. Yeah, Tina Fey and um. Her assistant. Um, and then Alice, played by Cara Delevingne, who is a new character. And then we also get more about the building people. Cinda and Poppy. Cinda and Poppy. Um, they will come up later. They will come up later. I, the They had me tricked with the ending, actually, for a bit. They had me tricked. Yeah, so Mitch finished this season before I, I did. I finished back in August. And before she went out. home, before she uh, went home for that one weekend, she's like... You're, it, the killer's just gonna come out of nowhere, and indeed it did. And indeed it did. Um, so, because you also have to remember information from the last season, which yeah. I guess is a pretty good thing to do, but still, it just had not been mentioned since, like, episode one. Like, the information. Like, there's um the Greek guy, Teddy, and yeah. his uh, deaf son. Yeah, Teddy and... Which, like, they yeah. were somewhat involved in... No, they weren't really involved in the murder. They were just no. kind of like... well. They were kind of involved with, uh, I guess, like, more stuff about, like, season one, like... Mabel and the whole... Yeah, Mabel's, like, friend group. Like, a girl in her group was pushed off by the Death's son by accident, but there was also, like, kind of, like, fake jewelry involved, too. I kind of, like, forget that plot point, but it was kind of somewhat integral, and that's why Tim also died, because I think he knew something. He had the ring, I think? Yes. And I'm not sure how... It's been, like, a whole year since I saw that first season, so yep. it's, like, kind of, like, bits and pieces I right never, now. I never went back and rewatched it. No, um, me neither. I usually don't rewatch shows. Um, <laughs> that makes one of us. I know. <laughs> Bad Batch <laughs> rewatch 15. Rebel rewatch 7. Um, yeah, so also Bunny's mom is in this season for some reason. Quotation marks. Um, oh, y- yes. Yes. Uh, the whole business and the first clue that they get is there is a picture of a, a, naked, a nude painting. A nude painting of Charles's dad with uh, supposedly Rose Cooper, who is a fictional famous painter in the universe who went missing. Um, and so, and it is a bunny, it is a portrait, a picture that Bunny had and in her apartment that in her is apartment locked. That is, a, that is locked. And so, for some reason, they find the painting in Charles's apartment, which mm. I presume was also supposed to be locked. And wh- yeah, but there's also like that like secret elevator. Like Bunny's apartment yeah, has a the- secret elevator for some reason. They it- do- they all grab fur coats for some reason. I don't know why the 
fur coats. I, I don't I'm know like, why oh, they grabbed yeah, the fur coats. Like, let's just grab the evidence. Why don't we? It's so weird that they grab the fur coats and then the, they dump the fur coats. Oh. Amy Schumer is also in this season. Amy Schumer is in the first episode <laughs> when Oliver goes in the elevator and it's like, Amy Schumer's moving into Sting's apartment. Oh yeah, Sting was in the first season. Sting <laughs> lived in the penthouse at the top of the building and then he moved out. I mean, out. star-studded cast, but like these like roles, yeah. like... <laughs> it's so out of nowhere. It, it's like a It's not like Amy Schumer playing someone, it's Amy, Amy Schumer, Schumer playing Amy Schumer. And then Martin Short and Steve Martin exist as the characters that they are playing in the universe so that establishes that Steve Martin and Martin Short probably don't exist. Yeah. I want... It's weird. But um, also, the... They, is it the fake painting they put behind the dumpster? Yes, that yeah, is. Yeah, the there's a fake, fake painting, painting that they put behind the dumpster. The fake painting is the one that they find in Charles's apartment. The real painting is hidden. Um, also, uh, Bunny leaves Oliver, her parrot, whose name I can't remember, but is really annoying and curses. Yeah. Uh, so that's a whole bit in the season. There's a parrot now. Yeah. It's good. You think it's kind of divulging stuff, but yeah. it's just repeating what, what Bunny, uh, Bunny would see, like watching like crime shows and stuff. Where yeah. it's like the Bunny's like, I know who did it. It's just Bunny watching a d- d- cop show, yeah. watching Brazos. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. There's we got Charles. Ha- Charles's stepdaughter Lucy. Um. Finally appears in the season, mm-hmm. and she is a teenager, and she hates her soon-to-be new stepdad, so she left her mom's wedding. Yeah. Fair. Um, it's fine. It's fine. Good for her. So she comes to visit her st- uh, the stepdad she liked the most, which is Charles. Mm-hmm. And when Lucy comes around to visit, I don't know why they pull out the knife, but uh, the murder weapon is in all. I think it's Oliver's apartment? Oliver's? Yes, it's Oliver's. It's, uh, no, no. It's Charles's apartment, but it's Oliver's knife. Yes, okay. And that, and he pull, and whoever, I think it was Lucy, pulled it out. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, she's like, bloody, "Do you not clean these or something? Do you not clean these or something?" And it's like, like "The murder weapon." <laughs> yeah, um, stuff just keeps showing up in their apartments. It's insane, um, because obviously you want to implicate the people yeah. who were caught with the body. Makes sense. Um, I feel like, and then Mabel's trying to remember because she heard Bunny say 14, uh, fourteen savage. and savage and whatever. Uh, but she's also really blocking out those memories. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a big side plot of this season is her trying to get over her trauma. Um, what do you feel about Mabel and Alex? Uh, Alice. I was Alice. I was kind of rooting for them, and then Alice pulled out the um, photographs of Mabel's trauma, photographing Mabel's trauma, essentially, and it felt like, I was like, when they kissed, I was like... Gay people! I, I kind of wish there was, like, a little bit more build-up, because, yeah. like, she kind of just, like, goes to her gallery, then yeah. she goes to her apartment, and then they just, like, suddenly kiss out yeah. of nowhere. It's like... And that... It feels like... I don't know. It could have been it could have been a lot worse, I guess. There's a lot of interpersonal drama in this season, because mm-hmm. we also have Oliver finding out that his son... Is not his, his son. His son, by genetics... Actually, mm, it's Teddy Demas' son. Teddy, who is 100% Greek. Oh, absolutely. 100% Greek, while Oliver's 100% Irish? Yeah. Irish. Well, and uh, I guess, like, for some reason, I forget why he took the gene test, but I, um, they're oh, like... Oh, it was because of his grandson wanted... It was really oh, his grandson project. had, like, a family tree kind of project. Yeah, trying to figure and, out. And, um... His mom, he had half of his mom genes, but then he goes to his dad saying, like, I have, like, no Irish, it's all Greek. Yeah. And then Teddy... Then, uh... 
Oliver. Oliver, thank you. <laughs> then Oliver is singing like, who do I know is Greek? And who Teddy's was, Greek, and, and was, we used to hang out together, which I love the, the I flashback. Love, yes! I love that episode. So good. Yeah, because they play uh, Son of Sam, which so, I don't think is a real game, but it is it's basically not. just like a Find the Killer game. Yeah. Um, Card game, I should say. I mainly knew the Son of Sam thing because my mom lived during that time in Brooklyn, literally yes. in Brooklyn. And also I watched the documentary on Son of Sam, but I was like, oh my God, mom lived through that. What, like the blackout specifically, she told me about how like the entire city blacked out and they had to walk up like 11 flight of stairs to get back to their apartment. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that meaning. I'm like, oh, mom's life. I wonder. She also watched. I, I got to ask her if she was like thinking back on like that point of her life when she was watching it. I'll have to ask her. Be like, I was talking about only murders on uh, the uh, the radio show today. Can I ask you about the Son of Sam episode real quick? Um, but or, like the costuming of everything. <sighs> like they did. They did it in modern time, but yeah. it also it looked very vintage. Yeah. They um. What did they do? They yeah. Especially they kind of like, like spun the camera around and like suddenly they're kind of in like seventies outfits. Yeah, especially like Oliver's flashbacks. But when they were at the part, Alice for some reason can't right. Uh, her feelings leaking brown liquid. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> they have a party that Alice was throwing at um Mabel's apartment instead. And so Oliver and Charles show up because they are literally Mabel's only friends. Yeah. I feel that. And then uh, Oliver kind of ruins the vibe of the party at the ruins end. Ruins it completely. Because uh, they're trying to find the killer and he he keeps trying to expose Alice. I was thinking it was Alice too, honestly, because of the artist thing. But then eventually you get more evidence that it is not Alice. Yeah, and then you find out that it's actually Mabel who has the card and she's like, yeah. not cool, dad. Not cool, <laughs> Basically. Dad. But it's... A big part of that sequence is just Oliver just continuing to pry at uh, Alice until yeah. she divulges that she's not, like, she doesn't come from, like, Fancy. this, like, wealthy yeah. English family that she kind of, like, not that, like, she's self-made, but she kind of had to, like, kind of, like, make a name for herself, essentially, with her art. Yeah, it was like, she's the daughter of a plumber or something. Yeah, she's like, do you know how hard it is to be a daughter of a plumber? Like, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, in the art world where you have to know people to get in with people, and I, I feel that hard. Yeah, and then it's kind of just, it's just like, <laughs> he just like ruins the vibe and Fruits everyone leaves. Ruins the entire vibe, everyone leaves. And then Mabel, Mabel, Mabel doesn't talk to him for like an episode or something. Yeah. Right? Is that, that is, is the, episode... the next episode the Coney Island episode? Yes, I think yes. so. Okay. Because, oh my god, so the whole thing is that they are trying to look for, oh, they try to uh, glitter bomb. Yes, they glitter bomb the, <laughs> the, culprit. the culprit. Because they were doing a drop off of, I think, the knife, the murder weapon. Yeah. And they thought they were talking to the detective, but they weren't. Because um, they thought the detective was the one who had texted them to get out of the building when the whole uh, murder thing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, no. Um, so, what happens is that they... Oh, yeah, they glitter... They and they have they put like, During the exchange, they put, like, glitter in the trash can with the knife. Yeah. But, like, you see them talking in the car, and then you see, like, the yeah, guy reaching so for the trash good. can and, like, the and side mirror, and it's just, like, red glitter. But, like, he's starting to run, and they don't realize it, so then yeah. they have to chase him down, and they can't find him. Yeah. And then they go to... Bye. Do they go in the hotel lobby, or do they go to Coney Island first? I think it's the Coney Island thing first, but Mabel's, like, on the subway. 
Yeah. And um, and she finds she finds the, the guy because he has uh, sparkles on his. Yeah, clothing. he's wearing like head to toe black, but he has like red glitter sparkling on him. all over. And so she's like the guy, and she's got her knitting needle out, and then and she, then people are like recording her and stuff. It's just like it's just not Mabel. looking good for our girl Mabel. <laughs> not looking very good because she stabs the guy, understandably, because yeah. he started to attack her, but he, that didn't get caught on tape. Then. She blacks out and ends up in the deaf guy's apartment. Yes, because he helped her out. Yeah. Which, like, also, like, the deaf guy is on house arrest and yeah. yet can go all the way to Coney Island. I think he's on, I think, basically, he might be on, like, city well, he had, like, an ankle monitor yeah, on. Usually on when you have an ankle monitor, you can't leave your residence, but yeah. whatever. I'll, I'll extend my disbelief. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll dispel our disbelief for only murders. But uh, they go to... Cause I think she found, like, a badge that said Coney yes. Island or something. She, I think she pulled the badge off of him, and he stole her backpack, which had evidence Had, like, some sort of evidence. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, yeah, so anyway, they go, go to, to Coney, Coney Island. Island. Deaf guy drives her. Um, yes. Uh, and they bond. They like that episode a lot, too. They bond. By con. Uh, yes. <laughs> she, the deaf guy steals records for her. Yes. And then she's in like kind of like a like a changing room or something. Yeah. And she she sees the guy and she hides in a locker, mm-hmm. um, gets her backpack back, yeah. but also kind of Reveal. incapacitates him for a little bit. And then yeah. they go all the way back. And then after that, she then meets it's the up. blackout. There's yeah, a they blackout. Meet, they meet up in the diner, and then they have the blackout episode. Yeah. And then they go into the hotel lobby and. Does she see? No, she doesn't see. She the, sees a different detective. That afterwards, after they go and save Lucy. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the whole passages in the walls thing. This is probably very disjointed, but just trust us on. This. Yeah, trust us on this. Um, there are passages in the wall of the Arconia, and so uh, Lucy, Charles' stepdaughter, former stepdaughter, knows how to get around because she used to do that as a kid. Because she used to run around as a kid with other kids in the building, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so that is how the murderer has been essentially getting around the building without anyone seeing them. And they them. see, like, kind of like, is it like a ketchup packet or like a matchbox? Matchbox. From, from like, the diner. So yes. they're like, oh, they must have met bunny. bunny at the diner, which they did. They have security cameras at the diner. They see, like, Bunny arguing with someone, but you can't see that face because... They're, they're bad quality cameras. And also because, of course, they're wearing a hood and yeah. facing the opposite direction. Of course. We can't, like, it's easy. But anyway, they're they're back at the... Arconia. Arconia. And so they go and save Lucy-ish. And um, power turns back on. Power turns back on. Also, um, one of their fans was there for some reason. Oh, yeah, that, like, random guy that's just like, I love your podcast. It's Can you investigate like- a... A different, like, fake murderer, too. Yeah, he may, <laughs> They're he, like, no, one at a time, essentially. The man's giving, we understand why your daughter isn't talking to you anymore, uh, energy. Yeah, but he also helps them yes. to a degree. I forgot how, but I know he, like, helped them before the lights turned back on. Yeah, they. I'm not sure how. Um, I can't but he's also, like, a janitor kind of type, too. Yes, he does something. So that, that comes into play, I just forget how. I don't know. Anyway, let's um, turn back on. They see the other cop, but guess what? He has red glitter behind his ear. And also, his arm is bloody. He's got a bandage on his arm. Yeah. Again, so, Krebs. Krebs. Yeah, so Krebs is looking like the main suspect. But they go back to Tina Fey, which in yes. the first season, they're trying to sell the podcast to Tina Fey. And she's like, no, no. No. Uh, Carla. Carla. Cinda. 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 Cinda but Cinda's like, no, I'm this big like podcast uh, broker. Like, I don't need it. This doesn't sound like my thing. Like, you can kind of just like keep it and run with it. And then it gets big, and she's like, you know what? 
I kind of want your podcast now. And then after the whole um, them getting, uh, being persons of interest, she does only murderers in yeah. the building, which is, mm, I hate that name. It's really dumb. But um, she also had a podcast before that. Which... Okay in Oklahoma? Okay in Oklahoma. Yes. Okay being the abbreviation for Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And um, it, it was like something with like the slogan in the town. It's not really that important. But, yeah, um, not important. Um, there's this missing slash dead girl in Becky that. Becky Barnes? Nope, that's a name of a musical character. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know. The name's not really that important, but um, then uh, Cinda gets fl- a little bit of a flashback. She yeah. gets a intern slash assistant called Poppy. Poppy. Who is from that area. Yes. But you also realize that Cinda is also from that area and met Krebs one time in a bar. Okay, what happened is that Cinda went there because like, she went they... Oh, I remember. Poppy uh, fakes... Okay, so Poppy is the girl who is the victim in OK in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. She fakes her death so she can get out of her small town because she's tired of um, taking care of her father, who just does not appreciate her. She's tired of being essentially sexually harassed by her boss, who is the mayor of the town. Um, and so she fakes her death. And then when she goes to New York and she's like, oh, there's this girl in Oklahoma and she's gone missing. Working so, for Cinda at this point. Working for Cinda at this point. Um, and so she, so Cinda then goes to Oklahoma and there Kreps comes there because sometimes they send cops to um, other to states. And whatever. To Because the cops they meet can't in handle a bar. it. They meet in a bar. Well really Kreps meets Poppy in a bar and uh, the whole thing is that Kreps is like, I, I'm together with the smartest woman in the, in the world um, and so they obviously, obviously you think, oh my god, Cinda. But then, like, the very last episode is like, no, 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 it's Poppy. Yeah, so this is, like, their main evidence for, like, Cinda being it. Yes. So, last episode, they have a whole, like, confrontation, Bunny's old apartment. Yes. And everyone important in the Arconia is there. Don't ask me how to, don't ask me all their names. I don't know. But all of them are there. And they're like, we're gonna we're gonna trap Cinda, but they don't say Cinda. They're like, we're gonna trap someone we're into gonna, a confession. We're gonna reveal the murderer. And they do it all on live stream. So Cinda and yeah. Poppy come over. They have this whole thing with like Cinda, and they they like interrogate uh, Poppy for like her like greatest like fears and weaknesses. And then, yes, right, they did that in the diner. Yeah, and then it oh. comes. Okay, go on. The f- Okay, hold on. There's yeah that, and they're like, "What's the sandwich?" And that, uh, and then she's like, "I'm gonna get this out of pocket sandwich to go." And they hear like what the sandwich is, like what the mm. thing is. It's fourteen. It's the number fourteen sandwich. And they're like, 14 sandwich." And I, I don't. I still. I, I, I think at that point I still was like, "I don't know what's happening." I, Me neither. <laughs> yeah, at that point I didn't catch it either. I didn't catch it. But anyway, so. they're trying to frame Cinda. Yeah, they're trying to frame Cinda. But she basically says that, like, all you're crazy. You don't have any, like, real, like, evidence against me. These are all just coincidences. Oh, yeah. And then Alice. Then, uh, you go on to Alice. I forgot yeah. exactly what happened. So, essentially, Alice comes in, and then, um, Mabel turns around and pins it on Alice. And so, her and, and then Alice, like, pulls a knife and goes to stab Mabel, but instead, she stabs Charles. And I think that is where the second to last episode ends. And I was like, what? Or at least that was a commercial break. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, they did not just kill Charles. <laughs> the second time it happened, a similar thing happened last season too. Oh yeah, right. 
Um, so whenever, either it's in the commercial break or it was the next episode, they come back and then Charles is dead mm, on the dead, floor. Dead, dying, whatever. Whatever. Um, so they call 911 and then they have the whole thing of Oliver and Mabel essentially turning on to Poppy next and essentially getting her to confess. Yeah. And just going through the entire thing, what exactly, how she and Krebs pulled it off. And uh, then it turns out Charles isn't dead and acting. <laughs> That's literally, he's just like, acting or something like that. Um, and then the, the, the cool detective, the, the, the one who has a wife and a kid, um, we love that for her, yeah. uh, comes in and arrests Poppy. And I guess Krebs is probably arrested too. Because it just got revealed to probably, like, millions of people, or at least hundreds of thousands of people, that, hi, you did a murder. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like the first season better. Like, yeah. even, like, kind of, like, retelling it, I'm like, I forget, like, a lot of stuff that happened, like, the second season. It feels I think. a lot more contained, the first season. I like that about it. Yeah. Especially this coming season, where now the murder takes place outside of the building. They get yeah. Them. They getting ambitious. I guess, like, last point is that, uh, there's, like, a side plot that, uh... Who's the bassoonist name again? Jan. So Jan oh, is in a uh, jail, but also uh, uh, Charles. Charles is like trying to like get back together with Jan because they had like a relationship in the first season, but like it, everyone's just like yeah. saying like no. she killed people. Like <laughs> the whole thing is what happens is that Charles went to talk to Jan because it's a whole uh, a murderer can help you get in the head of a murderer. Yes. And so, instead, he starts to redevelop his relationship with Jan, and then Charles and Mabel, not Oliver and Mabel, are like, what are you doing? She murdered people. She almost, she literally almost killed him. She literally Yeah, she poisoned him. him. She poisoned him. Um, and then, like, yeah, it's like, what are you doing? And eventually, he drops it. Yeah. Thank God. I kind of did, like, their together. relationship in the first season, yeah. but, like, they, they do make a point. And then he gets together with his old makeup artist, and I thought that was cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Anyway, so, like, the last point of the season is, um, so it's a year later, and Oliver has taken on directing this, uh, theater production where, um, I don't know what the whole thing is, but, uh, the two main actors, which happen to be Charles and, get this, Paul Rudd, not actual Paul Rudd, but <laughs> Paul Rudd playing a character, Paul Rudd's there, and so they've had this whole combative thing the entire time, I don't know what actually happens, we don't get told why they hate each other. I think it was something about stay away from her. I'm not sure who Paul Rudd's supposed to be staying away from. Like, I remember, like, the final scene. I don't re remember all the logistics of the final scene. Yes. So what happens is Paul Rudd goes on stage, and he starts the opening lines, and then he starts to, like, waver and be, like, looking very sick. And mm -hmm. then he essentially goes, help, and then he drops. Yeah. Dead. And then, essentially, it's just like, oh, my God. Essentially, uh, oh, no, not again. Oh, and also, this is, by the way, the opening night of this play, <laughs> I think. Oh, yeah. So, of course, everything's going to go wrong. And now they have to solve Paul Rudd's murder. You know, it's oh, just going to be a continuous cycle. <laughs> honestly, I don't mind. It's, it's a fun show to just sit down and turn off your brain for. Yeah. So, I don't mind. I think the reason why I don't remember it is a lot, I'm like, I would, I would draw when I would watch the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I no, I was paying pretty much attention to it, but I bet mm -hmm. I would probably be running when I was watching the show if I wasn't paying attention oh. to it. Like I said, I liked the first season yeah. a little bit better, but like, not, not bad in any respect. Yeah. Anyway, so we are going to go on break. So we will be right back after some music and some messages. See you in a bit. 
And welcome back to Fandom Fair with Midge and Sean and no Sam or Joe this week. It's they got fired. Us. No, they didn't. No, they are taking <laughs> JCPenney photos because they're cute and uh, in love. Uh, let me talk about Beanie and Puppycat. I want to talk about last week, but then we were just talking about Star Wars the entire time. No offense. But anyway, Beanie and Puppycat came out with its remix, reboot, re- Re, re something. Um, so if you didn't know, Bee and Puppy Cat was a original cartoon series on Cartoon Hangover, which is an incredibly old YouTube uh, channel. Like, literally, they didn't post anything since, like, two years ago, and then suddenly Bee and Puppy Cat's coming out. They're posting stuff again. Um, so it is about a girl named Bee who is perpetually losing her job, and she, um, she gets fired from a cat cafe, and they actually expand on that more in uh, the new uh, version of the show. And uh, she she stumbles upon a combination cat, dog, whatever puppy cat is. And suddenly, um, who is also, by the way, magical, sentient, and can kind of talk. But uh, it's in a... <laughs> um, Sean, you know about Miku, right? Oh, Miku. I know plenty about Miku. I don't. I just know no, what no, she no. looks so like. So anyway, there is a Vocaloid, or a, I think it's called a Yuatel? Uh, called Oliver, who, um, using that program, they make the voice for Puppy Cat. Or they might have stopped using that for Netflix. Either way, uh. it, it's just sort of like a... Da, 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 and it's so cute. <laughs> like, anyway. I've seen the animation style yes. for this. I've never watched an episode. Fair. Uh, but this was very... This has very much been... This Justice, the original YouTube series, was my, is my comfort show. If mm-hmm. I'm sad, I will go... That is the one see, show I've rewatched. It's Bee and Puppy Cat, because I watch it when I'm sad, because it's very short, very easy to watch. Yeah, I remember seeing it on YouTube. I never clicked on it, but like yeah. I remember seeing it on YouTube and Cartoon Hangover and all that. It's still on there. If anyone who has watched the Netflix version wants to go watch the original... It is on Cartoon Networks. Uh, Cartoon Hangovers, pardon me, a YouTube channel. You, you just look up being Puppy Cat. It's probably going to be like the first thing to pop up. Anyway, so um, pretty much um, uh, I got to watch it when it came out. And I'm like, oh my god, it's been so long. I've been waiting for this to come out since like two years ago when I, um, I might have uh, did a little sneak preview. <laughs> So originally the uh, the episodes previewed at I believe a Canadian film festival, and someone somehow got access to those episodes and they posted them online, and I might have watched them before the actual Netflix show came out. Um, at that point, being probably yeah, was very much in development. Heck, um, in a way that we did not know when it was co- season two was coming out, we did not know where it was coming out was going to come out on Verve, which was kind of like Cartoon Network's whole like um. Uh, Cartoon Hangover, I keep saying network. Cartoon, well, people who made Cartoon Hangover worked in Cartoon Network, like Pendleton Ward, who created Adventure Time, Natasha Algieri, who created, um, Being a Puppy Cat, worked on Adventure Time, and I think also some other shows, but especially Adventure Time. Um, the show very much has Adventure Time energy, because Pendleton Ward still works on it. Um, so essentially, where was I? Uh, the plot, right, the whole bit of it. Um, so and anyway, the whole thing is that B is broke, so she needs a job, but she can't get a job because she has like zero to no qualifications. Like I don't know if this girl went to school, honestly. Like actually, like I think maybe B's whole thing is confusing. I'm not gonna go too into spoilers just because it's a very new show and we haven't gotten past like that standard like maybe two months away before you start talking spoilers about stuff. So essentially, um, Puppy Cat, uh 
is a temp worker, and so he sort of just hits his little bell on his collar, and an envelope comes out. And when he you know signs with his paw print, they go into a funny little world where they're talking to a giant TV called Tempbot, and then Tempbot gives them new clothes and sends them on a temp job. Um, and it's just a bunch of it's a lot of um. I, I guess we can just cover like the first one since that's like. So essentially, they have to go to this planet and babysit. I think a big fish. I think in the new season, it's actually a big baby head. But in the original series, it was a big fish. And the whole thing is that I want he the the baby just wants the mom his mom so bad. And they're like, uh, can we give you other stuff? No, I want my mom. Um, essentially, the whole press the whole thing of it is that um, <laughs> this two-mouthed monster comes out of the baby once i think uh after puppy cat tells a story essentially telling his backstory because originally puppy cat was a, a space outlaw and he fell in love with um well how he finishes he falls in love with the space princess and he's like let's run away together and when they get to that point um the princess betrays him and these warlocks turned him into a monster, which in this case is Puppy Cat, <laughs> the actual Puppy Cat. Um, and so the fish is just like, that was a sad story. And uh, what are you talking about? Um, you are a liar. So the uh, two mouth monster comes out of the fish or the baby head, whichever version you're watching. And it's just like, we are going to. Ah, ah, ah. Sorry, I'm talking so much. We are going to capture you because you have to repent for crimes or something. I don't know. Um, and so they defeat the two-mouthed monster, and it's like, what? And they get paid. And that is essentially the the narrative beats are they have a problem, or it's like just stuff in the real world, the real world, quotation marks. Um, and then they're like, we need money, and they get a job, and then they do the job, and it's usually very fantastical and funny, and, uh, and then they get paid, and then they have to deal with whatever is going on in the real world. That is essentially just like the you know the normal stuff the structure of the <laughs> puppy cat. Um, and this goes on at least in this season for sixteen episodes ish. So, um, the first two episodes are essentially recapping or at least remixing the original series to a more condensed format so they can get onto the new plot points they have. And I don't blame them for that, but also I just have a soft spot in my heart for the original series. Um, because it is something I watched, I think, in end of middle school, beginning of high school. And I, I don't know. Back then, it was just like, you are going into high school. Who wants to do high school? And you're sad, and you find this very quirky show on YouTube, and you're like, oh, I love this. This is my new favorite thing. Um, essentially, to cover, there, uh, there's B, there's Puppy Cat. They have neighbors, which I can't remember the last name, but they're a bunch of siblings named after wizards. So there's Deckard cast a spella their brothers i think it's hal as in like Howl's moving castle wesley which i think is actually named after the princess bride character uh, merlin and then there's another one who has a name i can't remember but he's like he doesn't appear a lot so um and there's also another one i'm forgetting whose name i can't remember anyway there, uh, there's a bunch of siblings down there and they're like uh and they're like why is b so weird because honestly it's uh their dynamics very fun so 
we actually don't get to see a lot of Decker like we did in the original series. He goes off to baking school, and we only really see him through, like, little peeks at him and flashbacks. Oh my god, what else am I gonna say? It's just a very fun and cute show. If you do want to give it a try, it's on Netflix, and you can watch it. Or if you want to, you know, look around on the internet for it, I won't say anything to the cops. <laughs> wink, wink. Wink, wink. I won't say anything to the cops, and the cops probably don't listen to this. It's fine. Unless there's a cop listening <laughs> to this. Hi, officer! How you doing? I didn't just recommend the people pirate shows. What are you talking about? Um... Oh, Midge. <laughs> oh, Midge. Speaking, can't talk. To, can't stop talking. Can't stop talking. What else is there? Just being puppy gets a very cute, fun show. Um, and there is just actually a lot of plot in it. That's uh very interesting. One thing I remember that I was like, now I have to talk about a couple of stuff because the art style has changed from being puppy cat. Um, a lot of people have noticed that at certain points. Because in the original series, B was actually quite, like, a bigger-sized girl. I'm just going to say that. She was a lot more, you know, looked like an average person. And then, sort of, like, in this new art style, a lot of it's a lot, a lot of chibi-ified. Uh, so she doesn't look as uh, big as she used to in the original series. And that is also something I did not notice until I started on TikTok. I was like, oh my god, they're right. And I was like, that sucks. That sucks, because it was very much representation for a bigger type of person to see someone who is cool and spunky and fun, and they're bigger, and no one talks about it, because it's just a part of what she looks like. And, oh my god, let me say right now, um, you're listening to 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair with Fandom Fair, um, and we're talking about being Puppycat, the Netflix series, uh, if you're just tuning in. This is a show that is about deep diving into media, but this week we're just talking about stuff we have consumed. Um, anyway, back to the point. It's just, it, it was like, figure, finding that out was just like a very much a moment of, oh man, dang, why did they do this? Um, I, I've seen some like reasonings that people put on, like essentially like not following character sheet because it's sometimes very hard to follow character sheet, um, character sheets in uh, animation. I think Steven Universe is a big, um, uh, 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 like, uh, show that does this a lot, where they don't exactly follow the character sheets too closely, but it's, like, to be fair, benefit of the doubt, but, like, just, I remember they were comparing this one scene that appears in both the original series and the Netflix series, where Bee's at the beach, and she's in, um, she's in a bathing suit, and you can just very much see the difference between the two character models. And it's just sad and depressing. But besides that, there's one more thing. There was a song which was about a jellyfish who had befriended a princess that was in the original series. And I'm so sad that's not in the Netflix series because it's such a good song. And it was just such a non-plot thing. I don't know. It was just fun. Uh, besides that, I think that's about it for the bee and the puppy cat. Yeah, um, while you were talking, I just uh, Googled the old art style. Yeah. Because I think I know what the old art style looks like versus the new one. Yeah, it looks, looks a little different. Yeah, it looks a little different. <laughs> I think I kind of prefer the older Me too. style, too, because I look at the new style, and I'm like, what is this? She looks so scared. Yeah, um, <laughs> in the, also in the new show, a lot of, like, the, a big thing about being puppy cat was that a lot of I think their lines were even like expanded upon by their mm-hmm. uh, voice actors. 
and there's just a lot of and the voice actors can kind of go crazy with it i feel like netflix has really sanitized it a lot because especially in the first couple episodes because you're like oh my god i know these lines i was literally going i was literally saying the lines along with the episode because i know the lines <laughs> it's it's like sam with ruby <laughs> sam season one ruby b and puppy cat is my ruby <laughs> well no young justice is my ruby but i don't know it by heart like sam knows ruby yeah. season one by heart but b and puppy cat is like my ruby in that way I don't um, know, sometimes uh, voice acting with, like, different, like, anime yeah. and, like, animation stuff, because there's this one, uh, this one anime that I wanted to watch for, like, two yeah. years, and I finally found it on uh, Hulu, and yeah. I just hated the voice acting. I couldn't oh, get through it. Oh, no. It's, Sad. like, Jorman Gun. I don't know. Oh, right, you told me. Yeah. I don't know if anyone, I think I'm one of three people that's seen the, <laughs> seen the show. <laughs> so, like, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but, like... I saw like edits on like YouTube. And I'm like, ah, oh, this looks so cool. That I watched it. I'm like, I can't get through like season five. No, yeah. not season episode five. I can't get through yeah. episode five. It's like I can't do this. No. Um, I'm, I'm like, I'm done. Uh, time to rewatch. Time to rewatch something. I'm finished. Um. Yeah. Besides that, was like, especially what they were just knowing what the lines sounded like in the original series, and then going to the Netflix series. I'm like, wow, this sounds different. Like, there were a bunch of lines that sounded, were the exact same lines from the original series, but they were re-voice acted. Alright. Re-recorded, and I'm just like, this sounds different, and not as, like, I'm gonna say fantastic, not fantastical, but sort of, like, extemporated, because they really let to go, let the voice actors go crazy in the original series, because it was just a online series at that point. So it's like, oh man, what did Netflix do to you? My sweet, my sweet child <laughs> being puppycat. My sweet child. Um, besides that, that's about all I can think about. I did like the series. I promise I did like the series. It's just that I've noticed differences between the original and the new Netflix series. And probably, if I rewatch it, I'm probably going to rewatch the original series. And, uh, just to kind of, like, clarify yes. what you said before. Like, it's not necessarily, like, a re-release, but it was kind of... You said, like, they kind of just condensed the original yeah. stuff and added on to it. Yeah, correct? essentially, okay. people were referring to it originally as a season two. On, okay. online that's like, what i've kept here and that was season yeah. two essentially it's originally re- referred to as season two because you remember how i was talking about before like people someone got the episodes online before the netflix release the um the condensed versions the first three episodes the condensed versions weren't in that group of episodes it was just starting from the new, first new episode with new plot okay. so it felt like a season two but i'm assuming that sometime between the film festival and the Netflix re-release, they made the first three episodes because maybe some feedback during the festival was like, uh, we haven't seen the original series, and if you're going to just put this on to a new streaming platform, you can't assume someone... Or it was Netflix being like, you can't assume someone's watched the original series. Yeah. To be fair. Uh, yeah. That's all I have to say about being Puppycat, I think. Do you want to talk about the the sh- film you watched? <laughs> yeah, I have a film and also a miniseries. I'll go to the film first because that's a little bit more fresher in the mind. So I'm currently, so this is my last semester here, and I'm kind of trying, I was trying to find all my remaining electives right. for my major. I'm a PR major. You'll find that out next week, too. Oh, yes, we're going to do it next week. Yes. <laughs> wink, wink. Wink, wink. Um, so I'm taking two film classes, like one 101 class, but also I'm taking Film Forum, which is just basically watching films and talking yeah. to the people that actually like created it. Oh, that's cool. So I was like... We watched the film, and then there's like a whole panel after it. That's yeah. essentially how the class runs. And last week we watched a indie film called Marijuana Minutes, uh. which is, and 
I don't condone this. This is in the radio. Yes, so. let's, um, let's just say a quick warning that what we say here is not the radio's opinions, and we will be talking about marijuana for the next couple of minutes. So if you Thank are, you, bitch. I forgot the whole monologue. <laughs> if, you are, if you are sensitive to that topic, I would recommend to step back from yeah. the radio at the moment and switch the channel if that is what you want to do. If you're uh, not, continue listening in. I, think I can go through it kind of like quickly, too. Yeah. But, um, but this, we, is, this is also like a pretty heavy topic. MSU. No, not no, it's very lighthearted. Like, oh. it, it's a comedy. Oh. But it, right, you send us that Instagram post of it. Yeah, right. but uh, this is a very heavy MSU alumni film. Like, That's why, oh, yeah. Like, 90% of the people that either acted or worked on this movie are former alumni. Like, cool. I know a lot of people from 2014-2016 class, oh, cool. I believe, were on this movie. Like, uh, the person who wrote this movie, like, actually took my professor. Maybe oh. I'll just say alleged with that. Alleged. But, uh, That's why you were watching in class. <laughs> yeah. But basically, um, the movie follows the character of uh, Amy, who likes to enjoy a certain green substance. Oh, and a big fan of Mary Jane. Yes. And uh, she she goes to um, her her friend who kind of like supplies it. They get a pen that conveniently kind of like takes them back in time. <laughs> Oh. For as long as she's wait, inhaling it, so wait, like, that's fun. Wait, <laughs> no, it's like I I didn't know how much I would if I would really like like it or hate it when I first went in there. Like, obviously, it's not like an Oscar winning movie. Obviously. Like, it's not like it's like an indie movie. Like, yeah. it's just like it's just something for fun. But like at the end, I'm like, okay, like this was this is like okay. I'm, I may it's not like in my top ten yeah. movies, but like it's like it's kind of fun. So um, a fun. you know. She can only go back in time as much as she's inhaling, so, like, she can't go back, like, years, but she can go back, like, a few minutes or something. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then, like, it's, like, a whole, like, she wasn't really supposed to have it, like, it was for, like, a different client, Mm. and then, like, it's, like, they're supposed to, they kind of, like, paint them as saying, like, oh, Big Bad Ramon, and, like, all this, like, they're supposed to be, like, these, like, buff, like, uh, muscle people, Uh but it's, like, it's basically just, like, normal people, like, there's this... The big, like, the big bad is, like, someone who's just, like, in a bath all day. Heck, yeah. And then, like, it's just, like, people who, like, play piano or, like, people that just, like, norm these, like, live these, like, normal kind of lives are, like, the basically, like, enforcers trying to, like, get it back. And, like, that's... <laughs> I think that was kind of funny, like, um, you know, they can kind of, like, go through tropes, like, yeah. kind of, like, Big Lebowski, like, super bad kind of movie, if that kind of, like, gives you, like, any inclination i don't know if, where you can find it because oh, yeah, before point. before i because my professor kind of like recommends we try to see it if we can beforehand but like mm-hmm. i could i couldn't find it anywhere so i don't know necessarily where you can see it um i would think it's more of like a film festival vibe of a movie yeah. that like just came out so if there are any film festivals in the area then you might want to look into that if you do want to go see this movie mm-hmm. so no, I, I thought it was I thought it was kind of fun. Like I know, like some people might, I, because we have to do discussion boards with this as well. Like <sighs> this, uh, one person like is like, oh, it's like middle school humor. And I'm like, that's like that's that's like the point of the movie though. It's like it's not supposed to be like this like highly intelligible movie. It's just right. something that's just like a bunch of like people from Montclair just like made this movie for fun. Like it was a fun movie. I don't know, and you know, no spoilers for the end or something. I thought it was kind of fun, so yeah. like I'd probably give it like a good, like seven out of ten. Like not, good not bad for them. But also over the summer, me and my family watched two Apple 
Apple TV shows like um Is one of them the um the one that everyone's really raving about? The one about the emotions and stuff? I don't think so. I don't okay. know what that is. Oh, I don't know what that <laughs> one is. But that one's a lot of people are raving about it lately and I was gonna give it a try, but I don't know if I have Apple like, TV. Like um I watched Ted Lasso, which, like, I could right. go into that, but, like, it's, like, two seasons worth of stuff. I feel like I'm just going to go on, like, a forever tangent about that. So, like, it's a soccer show. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's all I'll like, give. Will Arnett's in Is it Will Arnett? Uh, Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. I don't know. Uh, no offense to white men, but you all kind of look the same. <laughs> they all look the same. They all have very similar names. Uh, that was, like, that was a pretty fun show. I started oh, that, um, literally, mom. like, the day the semester ended. Like, m- my my mom and my dad, like, watched watched <laughs> it with uh, my aunt and my uncle, like, yeah. probably a year before, and saying, like, oh, we think you would like it. Like, yeah. now that you're home, you can watch it. So, we, it was probably, like, two seasons. We probably watched it in, like, three weeks. <laughs> so... That was like that was a pretty good show. Like I think they're filming or already filmed the final season. Right. It's only three seasons. I, I think I think my parents watched it. And I just remembered where I know Jason Sudeikis's name from. He's Olivia Wilde's ex-husband, and then it was the whole drama about uh, "Don't Worry, Darling" that happened over the past couple weeks. Oh my god, I kind of want to see that movie. I also kind of want to see that movie. It looks uh, interesting. But like that and the whole like cast like train wreck. Anyway, yeah. side, anyway. side point. Side point. But we also watched this uh, mini series called uh, Blackbird which was like really good like I never heard about it mm-hmm. and then like my me and my family do the exact same thing like right. we are bored so we look for like <laughs> random stuff and then you find trailers and you're like oh let's watch this yeah. so it was a mini series made this year that takes place in the 90s mm. about um someone who someone who was locked up for like kind of like drug and like a gun kind of a violation yeah. like he was like he was a mobster let's just say <laughs> so he 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 goes into prison but he's very charismatic like yeah. he can like basically like talk to anyone i'm sure i'm missing stuff about this but like <laughs> he's very charismatic and can talk to anyone so a a lawyer kind of gives him like a once in a lifetime opportunity ah. saying like you have 10 years left on your sentence but if you can get this guy to admit that he he ki- killed and did stuff to like 14, 14 or something young girls. Well, we'll we'll get rid of your prison sentence. Like y'all, like y'all get ten years of your life back. And he's like, no, I don't want to do it. Like I'm having fun in prison. Like this is the. Like he's like he he has like little like side businesses which are not radio appropriate. And uh, he and uh, he can like I said like he can basically talk to anyone. Like he's not like getting into fights there. Like he's kind of just like doing whatever and he's like i don't really need like the 10 years like 10 years is 10 years whatever and then his dad suddenly gets sick and he and his mom comes back he does not have a good relationship with his mom Mm. his mom's like your dad is basically on his deathbed we don't know if he has 10 years left so he's like okay like i love my dad i need to i need to to get out of prison so they transport him because i think it's in a totally different state he has to go to a different prison it's basically it's not just a prison it's a prison mental facility Ah, so so like these people are like i think they said the word criminally insane so Mm. like there are people that like i'm sure there are people that are like on the spectrum and just like aren't like understood and then like it's um there was a mental asylum in Staten Island that yeah. got... I can't remember the name of it. 
but essentially sort of i'm assuming that kind of i'm not gonna say vibe but that kind of situation yeah um if you ever watched like american horror season two yeah i want to say it's probably around oh, like asylum uh, yeah I still watch probably horror. probably around like the same like vibe just think about that yeah. but also prison <laughs> yes i i still have to watch american horror so horror. so at first um the main character I don't remember anyone's name. It's okay. Main character tries to find the perp. He's like literally across his cell. Oh my so gosh. he can like basically look at him when he sleeps. So You're like, like hello. So he's like he keeps like trying to talk to him. He tries keeps trying to talk to him, mm-hmm. but like nothing is working. Like he he won't budge. He's just like there. Like he um, talks to him in like the meds line. They put him on antidepressants just his, so he fits in. <laughs> his charms aren't working. Oh no. No, like he can't like talk to him. But eventually, somehow he's able to get through to him. Yeah. And they become like really good friends. But like also like he has to kind of like distance himself too. He has to be like you're not cool enough to hang out oh. with me. He's like no, I'm cool. I'm cool. Playing hard to get. <laughs> yeah, basically like playing like. Hard to get like uh at one point there it there's a there's a cop that like yeah. knows that like he like dealt with, like drugs and stuff and he's like hey i could like protect you give me like a little bit of product but uh his uh his uh his brother accidentally like sold it already so he's like uh... he's like i don't have like and it's like worth like 10k or something he's Ooh! like i don't have like the 10k for you he's like well there goes your protection i guess like Dang. let's hope nobody overheard you and your cop do- cop father talking like i could really make this miserable for you Ooh. and he's like oh great 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 lovely lovely so there's also like a prison riot where like a bunch of people kind mm-hmm. of get unalived Fun. Both, both, uh, both inmate and cops. Like it's like it was like a gnarly kind of like ten minute scene. Like uh, it was just like, just like something like out of this world. Yeah, so then, have you seen the Kingsman movies? Um, bits and pieces of the first. Have one. you seen the scene in the church? No, I don't remember. If there's I an amazing. Um. Anyway, Kingsman movies are very gory. So that's when I think of uh, a a fight oh, yeah, that's like insane. Bloody I think like inmates stabbing each other, inmates stabbing cops. Like it's yeah, just like it's very just, insane. Yeah. So then, very good. The guy that he's trying to interrogate is like the head of basically like custodial work. Oh, so he's boy. basically giving everyone the orders. So when everyone else is cleaning, he's trying to like get like information out of him. They like wait, they wait. bond. He's saying that like oh like. Not that I killed people, but, like, kind of, like, alluded to I killed people. <laughs> right, you know, allusion to murder. Yeah, so, eventually, I'm, like, skipping forward because yeah, I forgot a bunch of details, too. Like, eventually, he, like, finds out that, like, he did indeed, like, find these people. Like, he's not as innocent. Because, like, in the in the present, he, like, talks like this. Uh-huh. And, oh, and, like, a very, like, infantile, very, like, voice. I and he's like, like oh, my name like just like very like soft spoken they're mm-hmm. like how did this guy like kill all these people and then uh, there's like stuff in there's stuff in his uh his cell that like kind of like points to like a very like um angry and mm-hmm. and violent nature so he has this he figures out like he the guy basically like draws him a map <laughs> oh great and he finds it he's like oh this is where all the bodies are like the big thing is that they can't find the bodies ah so like, oh yeah classic like tell me where the bodies are yeah that's how he's bodies. getting out of prison like telling you where the bodies oh, are he's like okay. oh these are where all the bodies are but like i'm sending this to my dad so they'll never know he's gonna uh-huh. burn it uh-huh. and uh-huh. he's like he's like you can't theater. and like the main character is like you can't keep doing this you can't keep doing this like you had to like tell people you have to like give these like people like solace and yeah. like everything you have to give so them then, something then uh he tries strangling him oh fun <laughs> 
So then they're both separated. He, the main character gets like basically like uh, isolation and stuff. Like oh, he's yeah. like shoved in an isolation cell. But yeah. he remembers the map, but doesn't have anything to write with. He's like, give me a pen, give me a pen, give me anything. No, but they're not going to give you anything in isolation. No, though. so um, he uh, he bites his finger a little bit and like basically draws on draws on the white walls. Oh my god! And uh. He has someone. He has like a psychiatrist in there with him, but like for some reason he was on vacation. And a big thing of this show is that only like two people know why he's there: right. a cop that is not there and a psychiatrist that is there. Like the warden doesn't know that oh. he's there. Like the inmates don't know why he's there. So like they don't know what he's doing. So like there's so when his uh, psychiatrist is on vacation, like right. he had a new one. He's like, I need to talk to this, and he's like. You're you're messing with my client. Like you're like you're causing problems here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so then mm-hmm. they they move him, and then like he's like in there for like a couple of days, and he's like, oh like I'm so sorry. Like nobody they knew I was on vacation. They knew to talk to me. Like nobody told nobody told me you were here. So they get the map. Yeah. But uh, the real map is being burned by uh, the other the other person's uh, yes. father. So like they don't really know exactly where, but they have like general ideas. Long story short, he gets he finally gets out because like they give he gives enough info. Yeah. He gives enough info to kind of leave. Mm. But the guy also is gonna be in there for life. Oh yeah. Like apparently he almost he almost tries to off himself, but like it doesn't doesn't work. So then his brother is saying like you have to his brother is saying like you have to like tell people where like these bodies are. He's like, No, no, I'm not gonna tell anyone. And I believe right. this is also based on a true story. I yeah. believe he is also still in jail today. Good. Yeah. So, um, and a big, big part of this is like him going into prison. He's yeah. like this very like sarcastic saying like, oh, like I ruled the world. Like I can do whatever. Like nobody, nobody's uh-huh. going to care. And then when he leaves, he's like very like shaken. He's like, thank you. Thank you, judge. Thank Ooh. you for Thank you. <laughs> thank you for granting me this freedom. And he gets to see his uh, father one last time before he passes. So really good show. I'm sure I'm missing a lot of like yeah. smaller details, but like. Pretty good show. It's called Blackbird. Yeah. Okay, I just it's saw on that now. Uh, Di- Apple TV Plus or like Apple TV. I yeah, forget. yeah. I think I, I forget like the name of their streaming I service. Think it's just Apple TV. I think I saw about Apple TV, so I might get that to watch. Uh, we are going to go on break, so we will nice. be right back after a couple of messages, and it will actually turn off your mic this time. All <laughs> right, we'll be right back after some music and some messages. And we are back with Random Fair, with, Mid, with, with Midge. And Sean. No Sam or Joe, if you have, if you are a listener that tunes in every week. Oh my god, thank you. <laughs> I didn't know people did that for the show, but thank you if you do. Um, because they're going to go get fancy pictures at JCPenney's, like uh, the lesbians that they are. <laughs> <laughs> Lesbian rights. Lesbian. <laughs> uh, it's all right. We can say that. <laughs> We're friends with them. We say gay. <laughs> we say gay. Uh, so, oh, I'm going to talk about Bake Off. So, Great British Bake Off just started its latest series. I don't think it's actually series 10. That's just what it says on Netflix. But it's latest series started last Friday. Which I literally marked it on my calendar as soon as I found out. I'm like, Bake Off Day. Because <laughs> I... Um, after last year, I started watching Bake Off as it was premiering on Netflix, and I was just like, I love this show. It's so comforting and nice and not at all like the stuff they put on the Food Network that's so stressful. Like, have you watched the Food Network and they're just yelling at each other? I'm like... Chopped. Yeah, chopped. Uh, anything Gordon Ramsay does in his entire life. 
uh, so stressful. Even though it is kind of stressful to watch Big Off when they, like, mess up. And it's like, oh, my God. But no one's, like, yelling at them. They're all so supportive. It's great. So, anyway, first episode was Cake Week. Which I'm like, wait, have they done Cake Week first before? I don't know. I'm very new to the Big Off sphere. Um, so I have no idea if they have. Um, don't tell me on Twitter. Uh, don't. I don't care. I will just Google it myself. Um, so essentially, big, the first, uh, the first challenge was the, what is it it's called? It's, I don't remember what it's called, but it's the first challenge, and they made, like, cake sandwiches, where they made, like, essentially the bread out of cake, and they put frosting in the middle, and they were like, you have, it has to be uniform, it has to be neat, it can be whatever uh, flavor you want, whatever frosting you want. It's like, okay, the people messed up anyway, because they always do on Bake Off, because if they didn't, it wouldn't be fun show to do. Um, and then the second, second challenge, I actually remember the title, it's a technical, and they did Red Velvet Cake this week. Um, and I was like, oh my god, that's so funny, we just made Red Velvet Cake two weeks ago. you mean Red Chocolate Cake? Yeah, right, Joe. (laughs) Shout out to Joe. Shout out to Joe, who kept calling it Red Chocolate Cake, I'm gonna fight her. Alright, it was Red Velvet Cake, and, uh, I was just like, I like Red Velvet Cake, I actually know what this one is, because... I've been watching, like, Series 5 on Netflix, at least what it says, and they were just, especially at the end there, they were getting the most insane technicals. I'm like, what is this? I know I'm not British, but I feel like I should at least know what these are and get, get what it is. So the thing with technicals is that they will give them a list of instructions and the instructions, and they will give them all the ingredients they need. But as the series goes on, they will give them less and less instructions until it's, like, the most basic things, like, make the batter. Make the frosting. Put it in the oven. And it's always like, they give them the worst stuff possible. It's like, what is this? I've never heard of this in my life. Like, I think Series 5, they had like a Forgotten Bakes episode, where it's like, essentially, uh, pastries that no one has any idea what they are, because they were from so long ago that no one makes them anymore. And Paul Hollywood loves to torture people. That is just how he is. Paul Hollywood is so mean. I say that lightly because he actually isn't not mean of a guy, but he's just a terrifying individual, and I would be so scared to be on Bake Off if I had to look in his eyes. Mean by British standards. Yes, by British standards, uh, uh, which actually can be very mean. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, British people can be very mean. No offense to British people. I, doubt, I don't know if British people are watching. I'm sorry. This is not WMC's opinions. This is my opinions. British people can be kind of mean, though, which is fair. Cause like, mm, uh, sorry guys, your queen died, um, <laughs> and now you have no, to pay. Now you have to pay for the her British funeral. British people are in mourning, <laughs> and now you have to pay for her funeral. I'm so sorry about that. When you're dealing with a heat crisis, anyway, um, yeah, no, they have to pay for her funeral, and they're dealing with a heating crisis where they can't get heating in their houses. I'm not going to do this on the programming log. I'm sorry, WMSC. This is not a real story. I'm just saying this from what I've seen on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, sorry, British people. I hope you guys get through this. Mostly about the heating crisis thing. Not so much about the Queen. <laughs> sorry. Because, um, <laughs> the Queen. Anyway, back to Bake Off. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I can't stop thinking like... 
this is good. I, I, yeah, I'm definitely editing this episode to be posted on the Spotify and the Google podcast at this point because that, that was just too funny for more people to not listen to. <laughs> Did you ever see uh, the ice cream thing with a uh, Great British Bake Off? Yes. Oh my, my god. My my sister watched a lot of it in college, and she she just like showed me this clip. And I'm like. Oh, <laughs> you just can't stop laughing at it. The Brit, listen, listen. In England, it gets insufferably hot, and they are in an open air tent, so the heat is coming in. It's they only like, filmed this during the summer, too, yes, right? Some filming in the summer, and so, and British Britain has some insufferable uh, summers. They don't have like thing about Britain is that their windows they don't have like um how they can just open the window and it's just like, stick your hand out. There's no um we have like the screens. Mm-hmm. They don't have screens. And a lot of their houses don't have AC in it. So you would think they would get used to it. No, no, no. It, it sucks. I can't wait for this uh, wedding in the UK during June. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Sorry, babe. Oh, congratulations, Ryan and Caitlin. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Sam knows I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, Sam's still listening. Um, so she knows what I just said about the queen, which is... <laughs> Um, anyway, so, essentially, it's so hot, so, like, stuff melts so quick, especially when it's towards, like, later in the summer, it's super hot there, so stuff just melts, and they have to, like, they don't take that, the judges don't take that into account, they're just like, it's melted, I'm like, it's, it's melted, I'm like, yeah, cause, like, 90 degrees, uh, I don't know how many Celsius it is over there, it's 90 degrees out, Paul, Prue, <laughs> Mr. Hollywood, Mr. Hollywood, Miss Leith. Leaf? Leaf? I don't know. I don't, uh-huh. I don't prove his last name. I actually have to pronounce it. But anyway, um, it was Cake Week, and I'm like, all right, who's going to be my favorites for the series? Immediately, it's just like, I always fruit for the youngest one because I'm like, underdog. And this year, it's a um, a um, 18-year-old Libyan uh, student named Myson. I believe I said that right. And I'm just like, girl, you, she was she was in like the bottom, essentially. I'm like, girl, you better survive this. I want to root for you. I want to root for you. Um, the thing about Bake Off, especially lately, they've invited a lot more people who aren't as strictly, like, white, British, blonde, whatever, and so it's very nice to see a lot of more out-of-England-styled, uh, bakes. Um, so I just love that about people who aren't just white and British. Um, there's a Polish person, uh, this series, I'm like, Janusz, I think it's Janusz? I'm just like, I can't wait for this, because I'm Polish. I don't know a lot about Polish uh, cuisine or patriots. So I'm like, I'm going to learn some stuff about where I come from, maybe. And he's got a boyfriend. I'm like, he's got a boyfriend and a dog named Nigel. Good for him. Um, let's see. Who went out early? Who went out this week? That was Will. And I was not attached to Will, so it's all right. But I'm like, oh, well, he just had a horrible week. Like, everything was falling apart. Not everything was falling apart, but it felt like it was falling apart for the poor man. Like, he just was just basically, like, did not, he got a lot of critiques in a way of negative critiques in his, um, uh, the first bake, then technical, he came out down very low to the bottom. I think it was ninth, but it's 12 in the beginning, ninth, still pretty bad. And then his, oh, his, um, showstopper didn't too, do too good on that. So, rip to Will. Uh, we will see him at the end of the series when they all come back to be like, who wins? But, uh... Do they choose who wins, or is it just, like, kind of like an audience kind of thing? It is, essentially, it is the judges who do the judging, so whenever they get to that point, when it's, like, I think it's the last three, so whoever wins that challenge wins Bake Off, but at that okay. point, it's like... But they kind of just, like, the, 
the past contestants are kind of just spe- spectators, essentially. Yeah, they come back okay. for, like, the... Essentially, it's, like, the last couple minutes when they announce the winner. They have, like, a little party. It's All very right, cute. That's, that's cute. That's fun. It's cute and it's fun. It's kind of like drag race in a way that they're just kind of just there again. less fighting yeah but they're all so very nice to each other and they support each other and if someone's like done early someone else they'll go help someone oh you would going. never see that on american tv i know <laughs> that's why the great british bake-off like, is one of my favorite finally shows. a flaw <laughs> yeah great british bake-off one of my favorite shows because it's just so nice and calm i know we have an american version i know right now i think they're doing a kids version on the network of the Bake Off series. Um, but, you know, I'm always going to prefer Great British Bake Off just because it has a special place in my heart. During the summer when I was having some rough days, I was like, ah, let's put on Bake Off, baby. Uh, just make me feel better because they're all so wholesome. And I'm like, cake, <laughs> pastries, make me want food. Just watching shows about food is just, like, very calming to me. I don't know why. Especially Bake Off. She's, like, nice. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's move. I mean, do we want to talk about Andor? Yeah, like I can. Yeah, I can so talk about it for what, a little bit. literally on Wednesday, literally on Wednesday, um, the first three episodes of Star Wars Andor is coming out. I don't know why they're doing three episodes still. I probably because they pushed it back so many times. They're yeah. like, we can't do one episode at a time anymore. We had to group all these episodes together. It'll conflict with Tales of the Jedi. I hate that model with Disney that they have, where they have to uh, essentially make it only one yeah. show at a time. That so like it's we're in the kind of talking about this on the break too. Yes, it's like one show at a time, so it has the spotlight. So like, She Hulk is probably going to end next week. I'm guessing based on the Dis- the Marvel show. A model of how many shows they have. I think WandaVision has the most episodes, but I think She-Hulk's gonna end, like, within the next two weeks or three weeks. So that gives Andor spotlight. Even across franchises, they're like this. Um, But Andor, I'm very excited for, because, let's see, of course, Cassian Andor returns, Diego Luna, my beloved, and then Stellan Skarsgård is in it? And he played he plays someone in Marvel, and I I just think Stellan Skarsgård is a very cool a very cool actor, and Mon Mothma's gonna be in it. I'm so excited for her. Is this uh, sarcasm or is this real? No, I I'm like I'm more, I I'm looking forward to seeing Mon Mothma more oh, than yeah. actual Andor. I have nothing really against Andor, no. like just Rogue One isn't really like my favorite. I think yeah. it's good. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. just not really my my favorite so like i kind of like don't really have like much stakes in it but that i think i just heard through someone that uh mom matha is gonna be in there that i see like trailer she looks stunning by the way she does so like and it's also you get to kind of like see the senate for the first time too like post post uh republic yeah uh we never saw the senate we don't see it in the new uh the newer movie either we don't see the senate after the prequels. It kind of looks a little Camino-ish, the Senate. Yeah. You know, there was... Because, like, it's just, like, bright white everything with, like, LED lights. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, um, let me think. I was just thinking of, there was a poster, I don't know if it's fan-made or not, but it was essentially, I guess, sort of, like, what the Senate looks like from top view, and it was just, like, a big spiral of, like, empire symbols, and then there were, like, little rebellion symbols in some of the po- in circles. I'm like, oh, that's such that's a cool a, poster. I hope that's real. But, like... I, hope I can vibe with it. I hope it's real. But uh, someone made a good point where it's just like they kind of want because they think the emperor is gonna show up at some point. <laughs> He's gotta right. But they kind of have to be very careful about it. Like they can't have him in like every other episode. They right. kinda, 
I think people are thinking that he should show up maybe once or twice for like a couple of seconds. At least like a hologram. Yeah, because like in the Senate, who's going to be speaking other than Mon Mothma, of course? Yeah, Mon Mothma and Bail Organa. Oh my god, we have to see Bail Organa again, too. I sure hope so. I sure hope uh, Mr. Organa shows up again. I love Mr. Organa. He's like, I just got, he was like, I just got my daughter back. Yeah, we don't know when this takes place. It has to happen before Rogue One, but we don't know exactly when. Yeah, I think it's going to be somewhere in between Rogue One and Kenobi. Yes, somewhere in between there, because we're really exploring that. With a lot of the new shows, we're really Bad Batch and Andor. We're really exploring that period between 19 BBY and uh, 1 BBY. I mean, Rebels explored the stuff right before the Rebellion kicked off. Rogue Mm. One had that. I'm assuming Bad Batch. Bad Batch was a good like link between Clone Wars and Rebels. I'm assuming Bad Batch is going to just explore those couple years after the Empire becomes into power. Well, you get to see, you see like the little like thing in the trailer where like yeah. you see the emperor. So like, hopefully, it's the hopefully. same thing where it's kind of just like he makes a cameo, but it's not like you see him like, not, like for like five minutes at one time. The main villain. Yeah, I really. The I've, main villain's gonna be Crosshair again. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, with Andor, I've seen the trailers and it, and I've seen the reviews for it because the uh, was the press. Uh, yeah, the press just, gets to see it early. The press ban just ended, uh, I think, last week, and I was reading some of very light reviews. Um, not not nothing spoiler for me. Just very light reviews on Twitter, and it's like, it's a lot. Of, they're saying it's a lot of dark, down to earth, more dark. It's very much. I think they call it like the darkest thing, Star Wars thing we've had so far. Mm. And like Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett are pretty dark for Star Wars stuff. So I'm they're dark, but still kind of like kitty. kitty. Yeah, um, I'm especially looking forward to it because um, Sam, who isn't here, is DMing for me, Joe, and a couple of Joe's friends from Staten Island um, a campaign where we're all partisans, which is kind of like a. It, if you know who Saul Gabrera is, it's his kind of stuff. So, like a rebel cell, essentially. It's a rebel cell, but a lot more terroristy, a lot more violent, and it's not mainstream, like Mon Mothma and Bail Organa and Leia. It's a lot more darker and grittier, and she's damning a campaign for us. And I look at this trailer, and I'm just like, oh, this is some partisan stuff. I want it to be very partisan. I don't want Saul Carrera to show up. I, want, I just want it to be very partisan-esque, because like, that's what the vibes I'm getting from it is. So I'm hoping they kind of keep that darker tone throughout the entire show. You still gotta have comedy. That's like a Star Wars staple. But yeah, like, like, st- like, uh, like I watched uh, Rebels yeah. again over uh, the summer, and like they literally make a cameo about Anakin Sand monologue in there, right. which I did not know. I've seen that show <laughs> so many times, but I always skip the Geonosis episodes. Right, right. Of but uh, back to Andor. Um, I'm, I'm fairly excited for it. Like. It's not, like, the most exciting yeah. thing I've been looking forward to. I'm more looking forward to Tales of the Jedi, of the Jedi Mandalorian. Because yeah. if I could be any faction in Star Wars, I would love to be a Mandalorian. They I want to be, cool. like, Bo's best friend. Heck but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam and I have just been looking forward to Andor since it was announced a couple years yeah. ago. Because we both love Rogue One. Rogue One's my favorite spin-off Star Wars movie. And it, it's very, just general Star Wars movie, it's very high on my list. Because I mm-hmm. really love Rogue One. That's a good Rogue movie. One. Yeah, it's a very good one-off movie. And it just gives a lot of context for A New Hope and I love that for it and just the period between so uh, we've just been and we both love uh, Cassian uh, so uh, we have both just been waiting for this movie since it was announced and front movie TV show since it was announced and so that's just why I'm really excited about it because I love Diego Luna in um, uh, Rogue One as Cassian and I'm hoping that we get some 
Uh, we're not going to get any of the Rogue One characters. Like, I'm looking at the trailer. I'm like, who are you? The entire time. Yeah, like, I think, like, you? some person saying, like, I hope, like, Jin shows up. No. I'm just like. No, that would not work well, out. I was looking at break. It looks like it's going to have two seasons. So maybe the tail end of the second season, like the Jin might show up for, like, five minutes. Five seconds. I don't really expect anyone no. because, like. Spoiler alert, if you didn't see Rogue One, one they all die yeah, at the end. end. <laughs> and so Rogue One takes place in a very short amount of time within the universe. So essentially, I'm assuming this is essentially going to be like, how does how does Cassian get from where he starts to Rogue One? Yeah. I'm assuming if we see anything about Jin, it's essentially going to be, I think Cassian is the one who goes together, right? So it's going to be like, here is your, or it's going to essentially get him onto the planet where he meets Jin. That's where that's going to end the series off. And maybe he sees the back of Jin. Maybe. Not actually uh, Felicia... De- Felicity Huffman. Felicity Huffman. No. Uh, I know her name is Felicity. <laughs> Felicity Huffman is the one that went to jail. Oh, uh, I know her name is Phil something. Yeah. She is she hot? <laughs> to Sam she is. To Sam she is. <laughs> to the, to the gay man, I'm not sure. <laughs> I Because I, like, in my head, especially back in the day, I shipped Cassian and Bodie. I'm like, Bodie can't show up. Because mm-hmm. then that would just ruin the dynamic they had in Rogue One, where they just met. So, like, none of those characters are going to pop up at all. And Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones. Um, I'm just acknowledging that. I'm just like, yeah, they ain't going to show up. No, because it doesn't like, make sense, because yeah, they well, all meet in Rogue yeah, One. So, I, I, yeah. so you're not going to get, like, backstory of, like, Cassian and... Cassian and Jin, no. like in the first season, first three episodes of Andor, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any no. logistical sense. At most, I think, yeah, no, Saw Gerrera was in the trailers. He's going to show up. Yeah, because, like, he kind of, like... Like I said, he, partisan he vibes. He kind of, like, puts them all together, yeah. essentially. But, like, it's the partisan vibes I've been getting from the trailers. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping that Cassian is originally in the partisan cell, one of the partisan cells, and then he moves to the mainstream rebellion, because I think that'd be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, just to see how he adjusts to being more mainstream and less um, uh, d- uh, violent. Because, oh, yeah. the Parsons get up to some whack stuff. Also <laughs> get to see uh, Coruscant. Yes! Oh my god, I've just been... I've been begging... I'm not begging, but I feel like I should be begging just for more Coruscant details after the Empire. Yeah, like, because... After, after the Empire dies out, what is Coruscant... We only get, like, stuff The last book. time you see Coruscant is when Padme's leaving on her ship. Yes. And then after that, we have no idea what Coruscant looks like, except for in the books, essentially. Yeah. But, like, you don't get any, like, real, no. like, visuals of Coruscant. No. I, I'm, like, kind of begging, because I want to know how Coruscant adapts to the Empire, and how it adapts to after the Empire. Because, mm-hmm. apparently... According to the Wikipedia, I only look this up because I'm using it for a class, because I'm writing a Star Wars fanfic for class. Um, literally, I'm writing a Star Wars fanfic for class. Um, that apparently there were uh, gangs took over Coruscant. Oh, yeah, like uh, <laughs> post uh, Empire. Post Empire. Hearing, like the Yuzong Vong was in there. Yeah, our favorite, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, the legend. The legend. The legends. <laughs> um, Yuzong, yeah, yeah the, this is all legends. But this was too, actually like, canon. canon. But, uh. No, no, but the, the, uh, Patriot Hound was a canon article. All right. Well, I know more legends. Yeah. Stuff about Coruscant, like, that, uh, it was just basically, like, a madhouse. Like, there yeah. was, like, Yuzong Vong creatures in there. Like, all the buildings got, like, destroyed. Fires yeah. everywhere. Just, like, Mad Max, but oh, yeah. <laughs> Star Wars edition. If I'm remembering right from Aftermath, it was very much in a turmoil at that point. Yeah. Um, at the point before the Empire was truly had surrendered. Mm. Like, this group of little orphan children save Masa Meta from, like, the Imperial Palace and bring him to go get, like, 
a whole treaty thing signed, I think, on Chandrilla. Chandrilla. I also want to see Chandrilla. Because we've never seen Chandrilla. And I, I want to get something. Because I'm just curious what it looks like. And also because we're getting Mon Mothma. So we have to look at her planet. Yeah, like, um, I think. Because, like, she's, like, the last person I. Because, like, really in the movies, yeah. she, like, gets probably between, like, the two movies. She probably gets, like, five minutes of screen time. Yeah, she's out of all the people in. Uh, like the originals to expect getting like some attention well even in like uh, Clone Wars and Rebels she has like that one episode in Rebels and like I think she makes like two cameos in like Clone Wars yeah but it's like you don't really like get to see her so like you kind of like finally get to see her in like a more extended view like you see her like at it looks like an imperial party and then obviously you see her in the senate like yeah so it's like maybe Sam will change her opinion of Mon Mothma by the end of the show I don't know. She just, you know, <laughs> I'm gay, not blind. Like, yes. she's a very, very I'm beautiful blind. woman. So I kind of want to see, see more of her. Like, yeah. kind of, and like also just like see like her like basically like spying without Absolutely. like telling anyone. Yes. Oh, we love some spy stuff. Uh, it's probably before Rebels too, because yes, in Rebels she uh, she uh, defects from uh, the Senate. Yes, it's probably entirely before Rebels because I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Because Rogue One happens in the last year of Rebels. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, cause also Leia's in Rebels too. I keep forgetting Re- Leia's in Rebels. And I'm just like, oh my god, Leia's in Rebels, right? <laughs> well, aren't you glad I watched it over the summer? <laughs> yeah. I I honestly should give Rebels and Clone Wars both a rewatch, even though I Clone I've, Wars uh, Clone Wars is gonna take too long. I know, but I I've watched, <laughs> I've watched both of them. I watched both of them in 2021. That was the first time I watched. This is both my guide to rewatching. I was telling Sam this the other day. Yeah. Where like you watch it all the way through the first time, and every time after that, you can just like pick and choose episodes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I watched Clone Wars in chronological order. I found the chronological order mm-hmm. list. Uh, thank you, StarWars.com. Um, so, like, I watched in chronological order. So I might pick and choose arcs if I want to go back. Yeah, but... because, like, any, like, Jar Jar-centric episode, no, any droid-centric no. episode, I kind of skip. I like the one McGregor in it just because that, like, that last episode of that arc was the first ever Clone Wars episode I'd ever watched when it's still premiering on Cartoon Network, so it's mm-hmm. got a special place in my yeah. little heart. I like the Domino, Domino Squad yes! episodes, especially, awesome. like, the, I think it's the season three premiere. Yes, because... Like, you see them before, before you know, the episodes... Before Rishi, Rishi, yeah. Yeah, before Rishi, you were, like... <laughs> They all Two of the five are left. Yeah, Echo and Fives. Echo and Fives. Oh, <laughs> two of the five, and his name is Fives. Ah! CT five, 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 five. My boy. <laughs> I know that's too many numbers, but. <laughs> my beautiful boy of Fives. And I didn't realize how little some of the like beloved clones are in the Clone Wars. Because I was like looking up some stuff because Jedi Bright Fick, and I was just like, oh my god, which episodes are is Fives in? I'm like, this little of episodes? Really? Yeah, uh, but he has, like, such, like, a major role. He became, like, an ARC trooper. Yeah, like, and he then... He basically... He told everyone about the inhibitor chips before he died. Like, yeah, well, I mean, he told, like, a select few people. Yeah, he told Anakin. He told Anakin, but then Anakin <laughs> told ignored Anakin it. and Rex. Those are pretty important people, if you ask me. And th- yeah, yeah, but, like, I'm just saying... And no, Anakin I know what you mean, ignored it, though. and uh, they both ignored it until the very last minute. Well, Rex specifically. I don't know. Shock to you seemed a little... She's like, she's like, so we're gonna look the other way. Legit. <laughs> Shock to you. What happened? Girl... 
Shock, Shock T and her many deaths, one of the best YouTube videos ever. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, the one you want to see is where she's in the Jedi Temple, right? Uh, Grievous killed her two <laughs> different ways. Yeah, right. and then uh, we see the Jedi. Does Anakin kind of kill her in one is she? Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, I think in Aura 66, yes. in the temple, he yes. would have killed her. And then we have the where we see in Bad Batch the um, the Jedi being carried out, but it's like Shock T was the Kamino Jedi. But people so are saying that her? Her, people are saying that that's not her. People say like it's the it's the wrong lightsaber and like Whatever. I think that character has purple skin. Obviously, Shakti is a Tagruta with, with orange, orange skin. skin. Just look at Ahsoka and just age her up a little bit. That's yeah. Shakti. <laughs> Shakti. Um. Yeah. Essentially. So we are gonna end off because I have to uh, uh, do the whole exporting thing with this. So, uh, thank you so much for listening to Fandom Fair with Midge. And Sean. If you want to listen to our backlog, you can listen to it on Google Podcasts and Spotify. It is just Fandom Fair on there, too. We just uploaded an episode yesterday, so if you want to listen to last week's Media Talk, it's quite long, but still, you can take a listen to it. Um, if you want to follow us on social media and find out when we are going live, I recommend our Twitter and our Instagram, not so much our TikTok, because that's just a bunch of random stuff. So our Twitter and TikTok are fandom fair f-a-n-d-o-m-f-a-r-e that's all also how you spell our spotify and our google podcast naming things and our instagram is fandom underscore fair as in a literal underscore not the word so uh brush your teeth clean your sheets <laughs> uh touch some grass that's my line that's your line i said <laughs> last week i'm so sorry about that um and uh take a shower because you're kind of sh- Stinky. Go, go get eat something because it's like literally 2 p.m. If you're not eating lunch like me, you should go eat something. Um, uh, make sure you take care of yourself. Drink some water. Blah blah blah. Uh, we will see you next week. Uh, for I guess the it's always sunny episode we're gonna have, right? Ooh. Woohoo! Sean made an episode for us. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> uh, bye bye. Bye.